0: Welcome to
1: Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper.
0: If you have listened to Exploring Missions very much, uh, you've heard me say that the gospel works under all conditions, no matter what they are. But you also hear me say that missions work best when there's some liberty involved but the power of God will not be restrained. And today, we want to take that. I've, I've talked about that so much, and I've wanted to have the opportunity just to demonstrate that in the book of Acts and how it has worked. So Nathan Harper, our co-host, and I, we're going to go through part of the book of Acts to see the power of the gospel over all barriers. Now, Nathan, I've, I've got to uh, go back in my life Several years ago, when I was a student at Blue Mountain College, where my wife went and you went. We're all three graduates of there. But my professor— not, Just not
1: at the same time. Though, not, right?
0: <laughs> not at the same time. Good point. Uh, my Bible professor was Dr. James Travis— And when we got to the book of Acts, he introduced it, the power of the gospel over all barriers. And that has stuck with me, and uh, I just I love that, and I see it in the book of Acts. And it gives me hope. No matter what country you're in, no matter what conditions you might be in, the gospel works, doesn't it?
1: The gospel does work. And one thing, uh, as you were uh, sharing that, Came to my mind was that you know the apostles, the, the disciples, the ones that were sent out to do this work uh, that you read about in the book of Acts. You don't really see them uh, putting effort toward uh, changing, changing the uh, the the circumstances. They weren't they weren't by force uh, knocking down these barriers um, that would you know that would show themselves. Um, you know they were trusting God and they were being faithful to what he had called them to. And so, you know, they weren't necessarily like, um, you know, trying to change things from a governmental perspective or from a um, using, um, there was a little bit of, you know, influence that they, they had available to them, but not a lot. And so they weren't trying to do too much, if you will, from a human perspective. Uh, They were simply being faithful to uh, proclaim the gospel of Jesus. And, it was Jesus who was overcoming these barriers.
0: It was, and that was his ministry. He didn't come to overthrow the Roman government when he was before Pilate. Um, you know, Pilate asked him, where, where is this kingdom of yours from? And he said, my kingdom's not of this world. And uh, But he also told Pilate, you'd have no power fix, except it was given to you by <laughs> my father. So that's who we are. We have the greatest power in all the world backing us when we— are sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think Acts one eight introduces what we're talking about today, Nathan, the power of the gospel over all barriers. It says, "Yes." But you, talking to those apostles and disciples who were gathered there when he was ascending up into heaven, but you shall receive power. That's Didymos, not just authority, but power to. You have power and authority when you when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses, and again, I'm stopping here. Uh, the, the word there is the word we get martyr from, you know? Yep. So you give up your life for Christ. You, you, you sell it out to him, lock, stock, and barrel. But you shall be witnesses to me in where? Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, if you've listened to Exploring Missions, you've heard Nathan and I talk about this quite a bit, Jerusalem being the city. But also, it just shows you how it moves, too. From Jerusalem, it goes to Judea and Samaria. Now, Al, uh, Nathan, it does not say after you get through with Jerusalem, go to Judea. When you get through to Judea, go to Samaria. It's its kind of talking about simultaneous ministry here, isn't it?
1: Right. It's not sequential. It's simultaneous. It's uh, not one right after the other; it's all together um, at the same time. And um, so, part of what Luke is doing is he's writing the book of Acts. In, in this verse, he's he's kind of giving an outline for the rest of the book. And the first um, the first bit is about Jerusalem, what's going on there, and the gospel um, at work there. And then Judea and Samaria, uh, and then and then you see it: the gospel spreading. Th- Toward the ends of the earth, all in all directions, but it directly follows Paul. Um, so that's kind of an outline, if you want, for the book of Acts. It's interesting to note for me on in verse eight. You know, uh, God gives His Holy Spirit, and so the uh, the the apostles, the church in uh, there at uh, Pentecost, uh, they receive power. Right, this uh, this um, power that is um, authority, but also ability, right, to carry out God's word. Um, but what do they do with that power? Well, it's kind of unexpected. They're witnesses. That's what they are. They don't. They don't take on a. Uh, you know a. Um, they don't form a military. They don't um, create a new government. They don't. Uh, they really don't. You know, do much other than uh, walk around and talk. You know, and that's what. That's what they are as witnesses. So a very unexpected, humble way of uh, of displaying this power. Um, but somehow in, you know, because it's God's power, it spreads throughout the whole earth.
0: And later on, it says, these men have turned the world upside down or right side up is the way we would look at it. But, uh, that's the power. Now let's look at this and we may not get through many. We may have to have a part two to this, I admit. And, uh, so, but we're going to go part of the way we're going to try to go through it. The first thing that you barrier that you have is language. Uh, they're all gathered there in Jerusalem at Pentecost. Uh, they've come from all over the Roman Empire. Uh, that's part of it. You had freedom to travel in those days from one area to another area. What a blessing that was! That the church was birthed when you had that freedom. But there was a language barrier, Nathan and. And they started speaking in tongues or in different languages, and they heard them as they were in their own language, wherever they were from. Let me read that, and I I just want to read this in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 and 10. It says, And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Verse 11, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in their own language the wonderful works of God. Right here at the beginning, one of the greatest barriers to, to the sharing the gospel is overcome right here, isn't it?
1: It is. And we're not saying and and Luke is not saying here that um, they did not speak a common trade language. Uh, they they obviously could. They were in Jerusalem and they were communicating. Uh, however, this this is their heart languages that is listed here uh, and their native languages as the word is given. So uh, obviously, these guys from Galilee aren't going to get up and and speak in everybody's um heart language all at the same time it's definitely a miracle from god and that's the that's the point and um also i would say just from this list it wants to uh luke is trying to get his readers uh to think back to uh genesis and the list of nations in uh, genesis chapter 10 uh and so we kind of get a hint of that here in acts and that god is overcoming the barrier of language that really from, from the time of the Tower of Babel up until now has been, you know, has been a huge barrier. And right from the get-go, God is overcoming that barrier.
0: And many missionaries, modern-day missionaries, must spend months, even years, learning a language where they're going to be missionaries. And, uh, but yet at the same time, God is able to overcome that. Even the early missionaries, William Carey, a lot of them were great in their linguistic ability to learn the language and translate it. I, I found their stories amazing. Those early, early, early missionaries, Nathan, going yeah, and uh, going to a country and learning the language while they're there. It, those stories are amazing, aren't they?
1: They are. And speaking of William Carey, you know, he uh, is known as the father of modern modern missions. Um, he was just a, a shoemaker. And then became a pastor and God uh, convicted him about the needs of uh, the need for just everyday average Christians to share the gospel, but all around the world. And so he spent 41 years in India while he was there. uh, Not only did he learn languages himself to communicate, but he would translate the Bible into multiple languages, including Sanskrit and Bengali. (laughs) I, I love to hear
0: that story, and it's on Exploring Missions. One of the things we want you to do is know the heritage that is in our past of these great men and women, and, and we're called on to, to continue on that. We're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants as we're missions and, and being involved. But another barrier that had to be overcome was the barrier of fear, uh, Nathan, fear tends to paralyze. Do you remember uh, after Jesus was crucified and he rose again? And but when he appeared to those men, uh, they were behind closed, locked doors. <laughs> and uh, the first thing it says, they were they were assembled in fear. And the first thing mm-hmm. Jesus says to them is, "Peace be to you." Uh, yeah. You know, fear has to be overcome to be involved in missions. And that's in Acts chapter 4, 18 through 21. I'm not going to read all of that, but let me set it up, and then I want you to comment about it a good bit. It says, and they call them, this is the Sanhedrin, the leaders, and calling uh, uh, Peter and John in, and they call them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Uh, sounds like the Holy Spirit was leading them not to be afraid, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and, you know, fear always um, is a is an option. You know what I mean? It's, it's always cre- uh, crouching, ready to, uh, to claim um, another believer uh, and silence another witness and and fear is always there but we have to face it the only way to face it is to actually face jesus you know look look to look to jesus um remember his words to us and and i'm sure as as peter and john are given answer to the uh, sanhedrin here they're remembering jesus words that he said you know what guys they're going to throw you out of the synagogue um, which for a jewish uh, man a hebrew man in those times was the absolutely worst thing that could happen. Um, most most men would have rather been killed than to been thrown out of the synagogue. In other words, you lose all of your status, you lose all of your honor in your community. And um, here they are facing that, and they're basically saying, hey, we know you have a certain amount of authority over us, but it's actually we're, we're under a higher authority. We've submitted to Jesus, and we have to proclaim his name.
0: Let me read verse 29 that goes along with that and make a comment on it. Now, Lord, this is them after they've been released and they go back and here's what they pray. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Here's what they were saying. The thing that got us into trouble, we're ready to get into more trouble. We're, we're not going to stop. So the barrier of fear uh, i I think a lot of times that has to be overcome by parents of the kids, the children who are going to be missionaries. Uh, that was then it is still true today uh, Grandparents oh, you're going to take our ch- our grandchildren to this this place and we won't ever get to visit them we won't see them. Uh, those fears have to be overcome even today, don't they Nathan?
1: Yeah, it's true, and you know, um, speaking of uh, William Carey and um, you know, a, another uh, colleague of his, Adoniram Judson, uh, would write to uh, you know to the to the father of a uh, of a future wife, saying, "Look, um, if you give permission and blessing to your daughter to marry me, you probably will never see her again." I mean, imagine the uh, you know. And obviously, grandchildren would not be seen either. So imagine the fear that has to be faced uh, in in just you know saying yes to God. Um, it's it's not easy, but uh, it's it's necessary. And God will use that, and as He used it here, uh, with Peter and John and the believers. Another barrier,
0: and, and we're looking at these, and uh, we, we've got a bunch more, so uh, we know that we'll have to complete this in, in part two. But in that same chapter, it says in verse 34, Now there were there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands, of houses sold them, and brought that the proceeds of the things that were sold, and they laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And this is where we're introduced to Barnabas. And it says in verse 37 that he, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. The barrier of finance. Now, Nathan, this is why a lot of missionaries don't get to go. And a lot of missionaries have to come back after they get there. The lack of finances, and but here yeah. we see the method that God used to overcome any barrier that there might be.
1: Yeah, and it's I think it's appropriate that we see uh, fear and finances kind of coming in the same chapter. I thought um, the same thing. I noticed you know, that. Um, that's, and I don't know if it was for everybody of all times, but definitely for uh, for myself, um, for a lot of people today. Um, who are considering their call, uh, whether it's to you know leave what they're doing and go somewhere else and and serve as a missionary or or whatever it is, finances you know is is a huge part of that and maybe the the largest barrier for a lot of people. Um, and here's the thing, you know, the money is there. It's not really about the money um, because it's about uh, God's people being faithful. To give generously, and and you see that kind of here, the verse that you read, um, they distributed the apostles, uh, distributed for each person's basic needs, and so really the issue is distribution of the finances, um, and that is a, that actually is a more challenging uh, barrier, I guess, than than actual just coming up with the finances to begin with, um, but regardless, fear finances. Uh, it requires faith is our response to that. And uh, it's, it's amazing this unique way that the church here found to uh, to overcome this barrier.
0: You know, you've already mentioned Adonara Judson and uh, what he wrote and what he said. His partner that went with him was Luther Rice. And when they got there, they found out the financial need was was great. They went to stay. But Luther Rice found himself needing to come back and raise money in order to have enough of the finances to, to carry out the mission that was needed. So he comes back, and he helps organize and, and helps persuade ministries and churches to give, and, and that is a great need. And, and so God raises up people a lot of times who have the gift of giving. And, and usually, Nathan, if you found that out, the spiritual gifts and the need, they go along. And, and people have the spiritual gift of giving. They not only want to give, they want to let their giving encourage others to join them. That, that's a neat part of how God operates in this area of meeting needs, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's really cool that you, you brought out Barnabas. Here in uh, verse 36, uh, Acts four thirty-six, 36, uh, one of the apostles called Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement. And he was one of the first to uh, sell his field and he brought the money and laid it at the apostle's feet. And so he he kind of was a pioneer in, in doing this. Like, OK, this is what God has laid on my heart to do to help meet these needs. Um, and so I'm going to go first. And I'm going to I'm going to do this, but then I'm going to encourage people, one, by my uh, model, by my example. But also we know Barnabas, he he encouraged in a lot of a lot of ways. Besides just an example, he he came along beside people. He uh, would uh, speak and and encourage people that way. And uh, so Barnabas was an encourager um, and he encouraged people to give generously.
0: Now, what we could do, we could go on to some more, but I did want to get to the barrier of geography. So let me just tell you, you can look in chapters 5, 6, 8, and you see persecution, you see jealousy, prejudice, and all of those were overcome so the gospel could go forth. And we're probably going to go back and, and look at those and see it more specifically. But I want to go, if you would, to Acts chapter 13, and that is the barrier of geography. Now, Nathan, it had spread from Jerusalem and made its way up north to a place called Antioch. And Antioch became a church that was, uh, it's, let me say it's one of my favorite, my two favorite churches that are listed in the New Testament is Antioch and Philippi. I just love those two churches. And both of them were missional minded of, of sending people out. And Antioch was the first one to send them to a, uh, now, God had moved Peter to go to the Samaritans, and we, we'll talk about that later uh, in another segment or in another program. But here it's geography. We're going to the – what was that? We said in the book of uh, of Acts 1-8, it goes to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then what, to the uttermost parts of the earth?
1: In yeah, Acts 13, we earth. see
0: that happening, don't we?
1: Yeah, it's the beginning of that uh, to kind of get out of uh, – out of uh, Israel territory, if you will, into a into a, a, a bordering territory um, that wasn't that wasn't Israel. And this church
0: at Antioch, when you read it and see the men who were teachers there, you f- see them. It's the only word I know: multicultural. Um, you know, different things that come from yeah. different backgrounds. But notice what they did. They ministered to the Lord and fasted, and then that's when the Holy Spirit spoke. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you can go off for a while, and Jesus did, and we recommend this, taking time out, uh, you know, pulling away and having a prayer time. But as they were worshiping and ministering, the Holy Spirit would speak. Now, if you're just going to sit on the sidelines and and do nothing, uh, I'm not sure you're going to hear the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. But while they were worshiping and ministering and serving, the Holy Spirit spoke. So, Nathan, the reason I bring that up, uh, be involved. Minister to people. Help people. Be a a minister to those that are around you, and, and God will lead you. And here God led them and said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Now this sounds like missions, and it's God calling and speaking to a church concerning two individuals that are to go, Uh, and they weren't to stay there. They were going to the uttermost parts of the earth, weren't they?
1: They were, and uh, it was. There's Barnabas again, you know, Um, (laughs) and he had in 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 this in this story in this account again. He went first, you know. He was the pioneer, and he went and got Saul or Paul and brought him alongside of himself. And so uh, even here you see in verse 2, they mention Barnabas and Saul. And Barnabas' name is first. It's later that the names are reversed and Paul goes first. But um, here you see Barnabas has kind of the the one that is encouraging. And, um, yeah, you know, the barrier of geography, I don't know what everybody had in mind when they were sending them off to the ends of the earth. They didn't know the details. You know, they didn't know the, all the cities and towns and the ports and the uh, the journeys that would have to be made. Uh, they just knew that they were being faithful to God's call. And uh, they just know, knew they had to go. And that's how it is a lot of times in missions. And, uh, you know, whatever that next step is, uh, that's what God's going to tell us. And uh, we just have to be faithful and obedient to that.
0: But you got to make the first step first, don't you?
1: It's, yeah, hard, you do.
0: it's hard to steer a, a car that is not moving, you know? And so mm-hmm. we move out. Now, notice what it says here in verse 3. Having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them. And look at those next words. I, I, When I hear this preached, I hear about fasting, praying, and hands on them. But listen, they sent them out or away. There's this separation that had to take place. Uh, Barnabas and and Paul, who was first called Saul, they both had come to Antioch and decided to stay. You know, Uh, Barnabas had come up from Jerusalem. Uh, Paul, he went and got Paul and brought him over. And, you know, after he had met him and this was their adopted church or adopted home, but they had not dug their roots so deep. That when God told them to move, it was like uprooting them to the point of of death. Do you catch? Uh, it was yeah. important to be. Isn't it? Haven't all God's great people been a little bit mobile, willing to go?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a that's a characteristic of God's people in throughout the whole Bible. Um, now, it's not wrong to have a desire or even. Uh, actually you know for some people to put down roots. Um, in fact most people will do that but you might be one of these other people that God calls to uproot uproot your life and uh, and and go and to be sent off. Um, and so we're really our rooting our rootedness is in Christ you know and it's Christ that calls us and that sends us and uh, you know th- these words that they sent them off it reminds me of Jesus's words, to, his, uh, to the 12, as he would say, you know, I'm sending you out. And, uh, you know, the word uh, is is the same word that would be used when Jesus would cast out demons. And, uh, you know, he would uh, tell the demons to flee. And basically, in, in our vernacular, it would be get out of here, you know. And this is the same word used here. You know, he's, they're, they're laying their hands on him and saying, get out of here. You've got work to do somewhere else.
0: And, and we won't have time to develop this, but they go, and these are the people. They carry the gospel all the way, and they finally get into Europe. Uh, they get into even probably all the way to Spain. They literally do come to the point where they turn the world upside down. So the barrier geography did not hamper them. So we have the barrier of language, the barrier of fear, and the barrier of finance, and the barrier of geography being overcome. What barriers are limiting you? And what are you doing to overcome those? They depended upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guided them. He encouraged them. Nathan, he'll encourage those that are listening if God's calling them, won't he?
1: He will. And, you know, you will be able to say like... uh... Like uh, Luke wrote at the uh, very last uh, verse uh, of the book of Acts, that the gospel uh, was unhindered uh, wherever it went. And we want the gospel to be unhindered in, in our lives and in your life as well.
0: Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. May God lead you to knock down all those barriers hindering the gospel.